Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Hello, welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we have an awesome show planned for you. The topic of the show is called Million Dollar Business Lessons. And guys, here's the premise of it. We can look at million dollar business losses, and that seems like a really big number, and the reality is, it is, and we can look at them uh, and say that they're losses, and that that could serve us and probably doesn't, or we can shift that thought and turn it into lessons, and that's what we're going to learn about today. So you guys, I brought on one of my bestest friends, Thomas Mangum. Thomas, are you here? I'm here. Thanks for inviting awesome. me. Awesome. Yes, and so guys, we get to have an awesome time today. Thomas and I are going to have a conversation, and this is actually, you guys just get to come and hang out in the conversation, just like Thomas and I have every day, like all the time, Thomas and I get to talk about things like this. And so today, the two of us are just going to do our thing and have a great conversation, and you guys get to be a part of it. So if you have questions, hop on into Inspired Choices Network, the chat room, you can actually ask the questions. Or you can call in and ask questions, and Thomas and I are just going to go about our thing and talk about business lessons. So, Thomas, before we even get into the conversation, you want to share a little bit about you and how you know about this topic? Yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's always when, when someone says introduce yourself, and then I look at an intro or a bio, I'm like, I'm not saying that. But the really crazy thing is, I guess I have worked with a lot of Fortune 100 companies, and I have to pinch myself sometimes. And it, it, it's interesting because I, I love this topic about those million-dollar lessons, million-dollar failures, because when working with these companies, they are like you and me, maybe with lots of extra zeros on, on the back of that. I, I've, gotten the, I've just gotten the pleasure, the opportunity, the privilege to work with some really big organizations around, uh, around the world as a speaker, as a trainer, as a facilitator, and a coach. And I mean, like in those, in, in those rooms, in those team building and trainings with the senior leaders. So it's weird, Kathleen, because I, I, I have stories, and sometimes I don't know. I'm thinking like, man, I shouldn't, share, I shouldn't share some of these stories. But I can definitely sanitize some of the names some of the dates and things like that because I'm so itching to share some of the things that work and most importantly, some of the things that, hey, you wouldn't believe this. This totally didn't work and they came back from the dead. Yeah, okay, so we get to go there and exactly what you're saying of what I just heard you say, the things that worked and the things that didn't work and how they some of sure. them came back. <laughs> so yeah. let's go there. Like You get to neuter the names because that's so irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> And the story is what's cool. What can we learn from each company? I mean, I've had my own million-dollar – maybe we should start there, okay? I've had my own million-dollar business lessons, and they're hard to swallow. Uh, I'll give the 30-second the version of mine. That, you know, six years ago, we got into these, to these gyms, to these investments, and I love the spirit of independent business ownership. And my husband and I stepped into – I mean, you know the story. We stepped into – franchise and that was not the space for us because it's not a space where we get to be creative it is a space for other for a lot of people but it's not the space for us 
And we went into it and thought, okay, we're going to make something awesome of this. And uh, there were lots of factors in there. And ultimately, it wasn't the space that we get to play in. And I learned that after I'd invested a ton of money and a ton of money and a ton of money. And I finally said, whoa, this is not the space. And it was okay. I got to, I got to step away from that. And so I've learned a ton. And that's the whole process. What I know is I am a much better coach because of that experience. So tell me about what you've learned. What's your biggest aha, Thomas? Yeah, I appreciate you going back there because, um, see, that I know, and that is probably far more relevant, is um, what I'm hearing is like, hey, what kind of big failures did you have, Thomas? What kind of big-ass lessons did you have? <laughs> uh, big lessons did you have? And so I said, um, I, I think back to, I think back to 2008, Probably mo I'm, I'm guessing that most people might be listening. You've been, might have been alive and you remember that there was the Great Recession in 2008. And I gotta tell you, Kathleen, 2009 kicked my butt. It really did. It hurt badly. There were like two times in my life that were those, you know, those moments when those, those touch, th those, those moments that you'll never ever forget. You know, the moment you remember which, probably what you were wearing, how you were feeling, where you were. There are those moments, and there's two big ones back in my past. And the last one, which is close, is that 2009, where a lot of the world was collapsing in 2008, the economy, the housing market, all of that. It was more of like a 2009, 2010 thing. And I asked a friend of mine because he said, uh, I said, hey, man, maybe this thing is not going to really affect me. It's just not that big a deal. And he goes, no, you just have deeper pockets. And so it's going to take you an extra year or two years before it hits you and kicks you down. And it did. And it hurt. Not just financially and balance sheet with real estate holdings and businesses and clients that just evaporated. Because you remember back to that time, uh, Kathleen. I mean, just things were just disappearing. Companies just stopped hiring. They just stopped bringing speakers and trainers and working. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And the biggest lesson that I got out of that was personal. It was far more personal, far more personal. It wasn't just the business piece. It kicked my butt mentally, emotionally. And that time, all that I went through with that, uh, it, it brought me to now. This is the perfect time to talk about what you're talking about because it brought me to this moment where I just realized is that that was boot camp and basic training for how to handle what's coming at me right now. And I know I'm not the only one. I know that these are, if you came through 2009, 2010, you reinvented yourself, like a lot of organizations, like a lot of companies, then you're probably in a better position today to withstand and adapt and pivot and reinvent today with what's going on with the pandemic. I love that you referenced that time period. And Here's what's so uncanny about that and, and why you and I are, are so similar. In 2008, when the world was exactly as you described it, that is, I was six months pregnant and I looked at that as opportunity. And so I left my job and started my first business at that point and launched into, people would say, you're crazy. And I was, about <laughs> just me. And what I realized was, uh, that there was nowhere to go but up. Mm -hmm. And so that's so I leveraged that that time period to start the business. 
uh, and marketing firm that I grew that I grew for ten years and then sold it to my partner. And so, so that's the perfect example of where where you are having the experience of this is you had deeper pockets and then it you went into two thousand nine two thousand ten and that's when you really felt it. I rode that out and said, okay, this is where I'm going to climb. And as you and I have talked, I, this experience that we've been going through the last few months is probably very similar to me, like like you had in 2009, 2010. And it's this massive space of pivoting. Mm-hmm. So tell me, 100%. in 2009, 2010, you're reinventing. What do you what do? What, what went through your mind? What did you create? Well, I mean, I went through a period. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's just like I was depressed. I mean, when I say to kick my butt personally, I don't think I've ever felt such depths of not necessarily desperation, but certainly depression. Like, I mean, I couldn't move from the sofa. I'm not kidding. It, it was just like when it was it was wiped out. It was wiped out that I, I could not figure out a way to produce. And as a friend of mine said, it's like, you know, men are so programmed. I know it was a generalization, but she just said men are so programmed to re- produce. And and she said, I, I really think women are more resilient <laughs> at these times because you you that's what she said, and I and it resonated to some degree. I'm not making any absolutes here. I'm just I'm realizing because I was I didn't really know what to do, so I had to get through that first. And I think it's important. It is it's important here because when I was kicked from a a financial when I was kicked down financially productivity wise. It, it wasn't just about, hey, I need to make a dollar, and I'm all of a sudden going to feel better. It was like my, um, what is it, the, the meaning, and I'd lost my vision. I'd lost the, the mission of, like, why do you get up in the morning? I had to reground to that. I got to reground to that. I mean, a lot of it had to do with just starting a routine, working with someone to work on my body. It really did. It's funny you said gems. You were talking about gems because um, that saved my life. Starting to work out meant that I didn't need to be on antidepressants at the time. And as I started with this routine of working out and going walking and working with the coach every single day, I'm not even kidding, Kathleen. There's a guy I talked to 10 minutes every single day for like nine months. That's just our routine. And so we kept layering in because I knew I had to take care of myself personally. We had to reground, get that health, get that thing going on because there's no business doesn't matter. Unless I had health. That's the way, that's what I, I'm kind of coming away with. And then starting to learn about something I call enrollment. Some people may call it sales and that kind of thing. I was just hustling. I was, I mean, when I say hustle, it was, you know, nothing shady or anything like that. But then we started layering in, Thomas, how can you, how can you be of value to someone? And Kathleen, I'm telling you, as I was calling people, and when I say of providing value, I mean calling all sorts of friends of doing whatever I needed to do to bring in some income into my household and to, and to find some value in my life. It wasn't just like, oh, I think I'll launch a new business. For me, it was just anything. I was doing some telesales for a friend of mine that was a CPA, and she sold tax strategies on the phone, things like that. So it's being resourceful, being creative, and... You know, I meet at people every day. Maybe you do. It's like, oh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Really? Really? Are you willing to call people and to answer phones or clean a house or insert the blank? Something. 
run a dog walking, you know, go walk someone's dog, apply to jobs. I was doing all of it to rebuild the skills of enrollment because day by day in 2010, because it was now about 2010, it was into 2009, mostly 2010 was the rebuild period and the, the tough slog. And I was just learning that, that people were saying, no, no, I don't have anything. And I was pissed for a while. And then I started realizing, like, oh, being pissed about them not hiring me, not uh, me not being able to enroll them in hiring me for something, that is not going to change things. And so I, I realized, like, oh, it, you know, I get to shift what I'm saying and what I'm doing because who the heck wants to hire someone that's just pissed and desperate? Even in, bu in business or whether a job. Do you feel me? I mean, do you get what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it was just that weird. Line. It was just who wants Go ahead. Right there. Who wants to hire somebody that's pissed and desperate? I was. I didn't really get it. I didn't really you know what I'm talking about. I know you've been through things like this. It's like that tough quarter or that tough year and you're just do you ever slip into anger? I mean it was sometimes it's sadness, then it's anger. And when you you we can laugh about it right now. Because we're upset and we're, we have a pissy attitude and moaning and groaning. I know I have. Let me just put it on me. I know there are periods of like, man, it was, just wasn't working out. Now, today, in a little bit more enlightened state, I mean, I mean, it's not like I'm like some, you know, like amazing right now. I get feedback all day long. It's that I can look at it with a different perspective and go, oh, my gosh. No wonder. I mean, there was probably plenty of opportunities back then. But it, but it was going through a phase of my whole way of being was just, you wouldn't want to put me on a show. You wouldn't have probably wanted to work with me, Kathleen. You know, you'd be like, gosh, Thomas is my friend, but ugh, he's so sad to be around right now. I mean, he's just, it's pathetic. And you're just being real. I'd like to give Thomas an opportunity, but his whole, like, ugh, it was just icky. <laughs> so anyway, I had to get through all of that stuff. I love this. Okay, so this is perfect. I, there's a whole other side that we're talking about, and I love that we're talking about it, of the emotional side of what happens as a, a leader of these businesses when those businesses go. And what do you, how do you actually shift that? So we're going to go on a quick break, mm -hmm. and when we come back, let's dig into this. What do you do when you are experiencing that lesson and you don't want to be that person that's pissed and desperate because we know that's not our good. That's not where we're going to come from. That's not going to source what we want to source. So we're going to go on this quick break. You're leading to profit launch with Kathleen Reese on inspired choices network. We have guest Thomas Mangum with us today and we'll be back here in just a few seconds. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reese. I'm your host, Kathleen Reese, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And today, we are talking about million-dollar business lessons, and we have one of my best friends, Thomas Mangum, on here, and we're talking about when we have these lessons. There's also there's the there's ego in there. And there's, how do we get out of bed? <laughs> no, there's that piece. So Thomas, let's dig into that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you know, I want to I want to share something, and it, it, I'm always it kind of blends some of the experiences is because I've had my personal experience. I know you shared yours, and I share bits and pieces of mine is um, each of these personal experiences has is caused, I think causes every individual to become more resilient. And that's why I always go back to my military background because it's kind of a basic training and a, it's like training and drilling and training and drilling and training and drilling for the next time. You're never, it never affects you in the, in the same way. It's like what's going on right now. And I'm thinking about those times when Microsoft, Nokia, and all these other big companies that perhaps if I say Nokia and Kodak, you and anyone else listening right now may go, who? I remember. I think I remember them. My grandma used to talk about them. You know, <laughs> you don't hear about some of these companies. But then there's people like Microsoft, which is uh, a client of mine. And I always, you know, I use them as an example sometimes because that's one of the big examples and then I may be, relatively speaking, a, a small example, but we both had to go through the same thing. There needed to be a death. Well, there just was. That's just part of life. There's a death. There's a rebirth. There is what I call the hero's saga. Microsoft did it. You've done it. I'm doing it. Other people are doing it right now as they're being slammed down to the pavement from what's going on in the pandemic. And we can argue about it. We can curse it out. We can say, oh, the market, competitors, oh, my God, and blame, 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 and shame, shame, shame. Or like you, like me, like friends of ours, like Microsoft, they rally the company. Now, maybe with you and me, we rally our couple of, you know, our, how many employees that we have. <laughs> or, or even, I remember back in 2000, 2010, for me, it was looking myself in the mirror and rallying myself. <laughs> of like, okay, so. I can blame it, I can shame it, I can I can just be moan and groan every single day. And, oh, girl, I, I did a lot of that. I did a lot, and at some point, nothing changed. And you just give up. And I think Microsoft did the same thing. You know, I was talking to Satya Nadella, um, you know, back in the day. He's the current CEO of Microsoft. 
and he, he they they go through the same thing, and either you you, you re it's important to reinvent, and I think that's that that's that tipping point. That's that that's how you just that's how you just move over. I get it. I've worked with their teams. I work with their teams when you have you know adult smart people in a room, and people have just as many emotions as you and I have when we had a tough time in our business. It's the same thing. And at some point, there's got to be that get honest conversation. What are we going to do to reinvent what's possible? Because it ain't coming back. It is not coming back. There is no good old day. There's no getting back to that. And as my friend Diane Kennedy, who is a, a CPA that you know writes a lot of books and that kind of thing, and she she was well known for saying back in 2008 and 2009, and she said, uh, never let a good recession go to waste. Now, oh, that can be yeah. taken, I tell you, that can be taken out of context, and it can sound insensitive. Uh-uh, that's not what it meant. She's very pragmatic about this. She goes, recessions are going to happen. Depressions are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Accidents will happen. We don't want them to happen, and it's horrible, and it's tragic. Like right now during the pandemic. It, I get it. It's tragic. Are we going to keep staring at the accident on the side of the road, so to speak. You know what I'm talking about. You're driving down the freeway. You look, are you going to keep staring at the accident like, oh, my gosh, that's awful, that's awful. I get it. Be empathetic. Be compassionate. And don't drive off the side of the road with it. If you are healthy right now, same thing. When, when Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, was talking to his team and I'm talking to his team and, and you're looking in the mirror talking to yourself, it's the same thing of like, listen, don't drive off the side of the road. What can I do right now to pivot? Do the pandemic pivot. You know, I think I heard that phrase thrown around. Reinvent. Because what else, what is, let's just get, let's get clear on this. What else, what other choice do you have? Sit on the sofa all day and, and moan and groan? I've tried that. I bet you have too. Maybe you've never done that. You're, you're probably far more productive than me. Because there has been many months that I have sat on the sofa and I'm like, woe is me. And at some point, nothing is changing. And that's fine. I'm not picking on anyone that needs to go through a process because I think it is a process that some people need to go through. I certainly had to go through it. And at some point, it was like, man, all right, well, I'm still breathing. I ain't dead. You know, I, I, I guess I got to, I mean, I guess something, you know, let me do something. And we get to get up. Go ahead. What's come up, what comes up for me, and, and then this is big business, small business, whatever business we're in, or just life. You know, for me, I reached a point uh, when we were going into this million dollar loss, and I added it up, and I, I had a, we had a small business loan on one of our businesses, a couple of them, and I thought, gosh, if these got called right now, I would, we'd have to declare bankruptcy. Like that would be our choice. We'd get to, and and I got to this point where I realized. I didn't want to go there. And how could I, someone who's educated and I had all these reasons why this would be, my gosh, this is how we got here. And at a real humbling point, I got to say, what's the worst case scenario? Like, worst case. And that was, I'll go get a job at the grocery store. Now, I've worked at the grocery store. Let's just say I didn't have a car. I have three children. The three children is a true. But let's say I didn't have a car. Uh, I got, I had a house or I had somewhere to live. 
And what would I do to produce income? Like, I could always go get a job at the grocery store. There's one down the street. I could even walk there. And uh, it would be okay. It would be okay. It wouldn't be the lifestyle that we're used to, at all, but it would be okay. And when that point, when I got there, it was really free. Total place of surrender. I could do that. And then, and then you know what happened, Thomas? I got to this point, and my friend calls me up, and her husband is an incredible pilot. And he was out of job. And she calls me up. I said, what, what's he up to? And she says, oh, he's working at the grocery store overnight. I'm like, no kidding. Like, I had just mm-hmm. gotten to the point of surrendering yeah. to say that worst case scenario is I'll go work at the grocery store. I'll make enough money to buy groceries. Maybe they even have a discount, like bonus. I could walk there. Like, it's okay. We could get work. And <clears> then <throat> one of my friends is in that position. And I realized, huh, okay, so it's not so bad. And then built up from there. But that was, a, that was a huge piece of where was I willing not to go? I didn't want to go into a place of what I believed was going to be that I would lose everything. But I realized what I was holding on to, you know, the past or my pride or my ego was taking me faster than if I just surrendered. That's a big lesson. Yeah, that's a that's an aha. I mean, and, and I want to highlight that because what I'm hearing is that you you didn't just say, "Hey, I'm willing to pay the price" or a price. And you know, I, let me translate that: is that there there's prices to pay and, and a bit, willingness willingness to pay a price. And I think that's so important because what I'm hearing is like, "Hey, I, I, I'm willing to." you know, go to the grocery store and apply for a job, do whatever it takes. Again, I go back to that phrase that I hear all the time with entrepreneurs. I hear, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And especially those coach and and client relationships of like, I'm willing, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Now, wait a minute. Let's really break this down. Let's do some examples because in the mind, it can sound logical. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. In in reality, when we look back on results with companies, organizations, entrepreneurs, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Uh, very few were truly willing because when you're faced to, you know, go in, uh, it's like someone says, hey, listen, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks to go pick up the dog poop in my yard. And by the way, that is a huge business right now. I'm not being glib about it. I'm not being funny or gross about it. That is a people, that is a big time business right now. I'm not even joking. I know it's a sidebar, total sidebar. But are you willing to do what it takes, working the midnight shift, doing whatever? Kathleen, (laughs) you know, 2010, when I was looking at all sorts of different jobs, I mean, like different ways that I could make a buck, I mean, I was doing some copywriting, I was doing some telesales, a friend had a a piecemeal job, like, hey, I'll give you $200 to do whatever. You know what I'm talking about? And then I was concurrently applying to like Starbucks and UPS and, you know, something, something in the warehouse or stocking. Um, I remember this moment it has actually propelled me. And, you know, I'm always, I've always learned is like, I hear, I hear a mentor in my ear. It says, hey, always use those times when uh, you use, use the, use things that, uh, as motivation forward, like for or against, but use it as motivation later on. When Starbucks um, never got back to me or pretty much just said, hey, we're not interested, I got, I got hit in the face. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't be a barista. Because at that point in my life, I didn't have a really – I was thinking that was like the easiest – like, no, they're going to hire me. Come on. 
I've run businesses before. Come on. How arrogant was I? And when they didn't hire me, that sort of smacked me in the face too. I'm like, man, that was the time I think I realized that, uh, you know, you're kind of a sad case, dude. <laughs> you got to change your attitude. <laughs> you gotta, it, I know it sounds soft and woo-woo. I mean, I know for, I don't know, I'm not sure what it sounds like people listening, but it, it's like if you think you, if think, you think it's woo-woo just to shift your beingness into being loving and open and, and empathetic and compassionate, it's not. It's a key part of business. I've proven that, and I know you have too, and it's strange, but what if that changed, what if your way of being actually shifted you from coming out of these these million-dollar losses or thousand-dollar losses or whatever it is, and it helped you get clear on the very next step to pivot and take your business forward? What if? I, I love that. So I have a post-it note on my desk that says a smile returns the highest ROI or has the highest return for a business. A smile. Nice. Love it. Yeah, I mean, you think about how much energy do we put into the doing and really a smile returns the highest return. The highest, yeah. I get my words all jumbled, but the, the smile. And when we think about what all goes into a smile, yeah, we get to shift. We get to well, let's talk about. Actually, you know what? Let's dig into that piece. We're going to go on a short break, and when we get back, let's talk about that in how how we shift our being so we're in this space and we get to shift out of it. So we're going to go on a quick break. You're listening to. Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network with guest Thomas Mangum, and we will see you here in just a few seconds. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build a business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and today we have guest Thomas Mangum with us, and we're talking about million-dollar business losses and what we can learn from them. How do we turn losses into lessons? And so right before we went on break, we were talking about shifting our ways of being and how a smile can actually return, that could be our highest if you think about all the investments you make in your business, all the doing, 
how is it that an actual smile could, could be the greatest return? And, and how do we get there? Yeah, when you're in a space, Thomas, I heard you talk about you hired a, a coach that 10 minutes every single day, you talk with them an investment in your health. Uh, what are other ways that we can just shift? How do, what's out there to support us or that we can access on our own to be able to have those shifts when we're down? Yeah, it's a good one. I, I you, let's break it down here. Let, let's reground on things. Mistakes are going to happen. Failures are going to happen. It may be a million thousand. I mean, the, the zeros depend. It's just relative to the individual about how much it kind of smacks you and hits you in the chest, so to speak. It, it's going to happen. And at some point, there, I do believe there's a grieving process for everyone, and everyone goes through. All of the anger, the sadness, the the checked outedness, and I can certainly, I certainly identify with that because that was certainly my process, and I've seen others go through it as well. And at some point, it, it, there is a moment when you get to stop tolerating the results that you're getting and realizing it goes it, it goes to that formula of be plus do equals have, meaning I have the results in my life that I have. As, as a as a result uh, of what I'm doing and what I'm being. Now, how this ties into what can I do? What when, you know, when I hear you say, "Hey, what can I do? What can I do to? What other things can I do to get through these periods?" Now, remember, they're going to happen, and if it hasn't happened to you, well, your your ticket isn't up yet. Okay, it's just a normal part of going through life. Somebody's going to die in your life. You're going to have a business failure. So whatever it is. <clears throat> so you go through the grieving process, and then I love that you're talking about smile, because if, if, if you're sitting on the sofa and you're having a hard time and you've just gotten smacked by this loss, give it a shot, because sometimes the, the only thing you can do is just move those lips into a smile and watch what happens, even if it's a fake it till you make it type of situation, as you move into a smile or... Maybe that's too small and you get up off the sofa and you do a little walk around the block or walk around the house or something like that. All of these, these things, they can shift your way of being. Because if I stay, even just jump off off the sofa right now and I start doing jumping jacks, that physical doing movement will shift my energy and my way of being in some way. So if you go back to that uh, equation, uh, um, Kathleen, is everything I have, every result is a result of the doing and the being, then we can experiment with the doing and the being. Well, okay, so I'm going to be loving. Watch how that leads you to doing different things. It's bizarre. Like, I don't care if you're just watching YouTube videos that inspire you or bring or cat, little cute little cat videos or something like that that gives you a little warmness or something that may change my being into, oh, this little it shifts me into loving and joy. And that very likely leads to me going, oh, I should, pro okay, let me get this proposal out. Let me get on the phone. It sounds small. And so I'm going to ask you what you're hearing there because it sounds like such a small shift. That little thing can shift my way of being. So the doing can shift the being and the being can shift the doing, which, of course, if you look in the, at the equation, it can shift my results. And if it doesn't shift me into changing my results, then I go back to being and the doing. Is it smiling? Is it getting some exercise? 
Is it going for a walk? Is it acting as if and breathing, thinking about love and something that I love to shift one of these pieces of the equation so it shifts my result? Now, for those that might be out there going, what kind of nonsense is this? What kind of crazy woo-woo crap is this? How does this affect, how does this have anything to do with lessons from million-dollar failures? I absolutely, 100% promise you, it does not matter where you are. If you're at the employee and a leader at some big old company, or if it is, you know, you're, you are just crying about the losses of hundreds of dollars in your business, this is the same equation. Not even joking, Kathleen. This is exactly what I talk about with them as much as what I learned as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, and someone that's launching their first affiliate marketing business or their first coaching business. Hallelujah, yes. Uh, I remember something. <laughs> I haven't thought about this for years. <laughs> so when I started my first business, about probably five years in, what I realized was uh, pace, the pace felt hectic. The employees felt hectic. There was just a sense of hectic around me, like uh, frantic energy. And I didn't really understand source at the time. I didn't really understand how I uh, was creating that energy or how that really came about. And what I did was I went and had lunch at a restaurant. I committed to once a week by myself, just going to a restaurant and being willing to eat by myself and just be for an hour. And before that, I realized I, I stopped taking lunch. I, I stopped eating lunch. I, I ate lunch, but I would eat it at my desk quickly so that I could move on to the next thing. And that simple space of creating an hour shifted the entire way of being at the business. I noticed the frantic energy went away. It was calm. And it was truly me committing to having lunch by myself that shifted that, me committing to eliminating that frantic energy. And so I hear exactly what you're saying. We are, we are a source for that. Uh, and just getting up and moving can be huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't underestimate that. I want to highlight that. It just depends on whenever, where, everyone, where you are in the journey, and I would never presume. Really, I mean, having been at the, in the depths of despair, I can talk about it now. It almost sounds odd. Like, how can you talk about it this way? It's because I've worked on letting go of the energy of it. And it, it caused me to be more compassionate with it and realizing is that as funny as it sounds, that was one of the first exercises that my the guy I was working with at the time, my guide, I called him. He didn't want to be called a coach or a consultant. It was just somebody I drew on that, was, that I felt was really successful. And... And he, he just, you know, he, used, he was working with me as like, what can you do? What will you do, Thomas? It's okay. You know, we're not talking about big stuff. Well, it wasn't big at the time, but we don't want to underestimate Kathleen just getting off the sofa. So for, for me, as an example for others, is that that's all I could do was stand up and walk outside my house for just a little bit and then come back. And it sounds like, oh, my God, that's so silly. Like, to my ear now, it almost sounds like, oh, my gosh, that's just like nothing. It was the world. 
because this 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 individual I was working with, he was a stand for what was possible in my life. He had more clarity on that, and he was empathetic and compassionate, and knew that that small step would lead to the next step. Because if Thomas will, and remember, this was a choice. This is no ass kicking or anything like that. I don't really believe that. I mean, I don't. I don't believe the whole. I'm not into the whole like someone's got to kick your butt, but if they're clever enough to enroll you to get off the sofa and to enroll myself into that one step, then it would lead to another step. And so these are things that I chose. Just want to make get really clear here is I chose what not what I can do, but what I would do and I will do. And then that led to the next one. So anyway, um, Kathy, I wanted to highlight because these small steps lead to the next step. And I think sometimes our mind can can run out of control and of going like, what's the point? I mean, you wrote, you worked at a, you own gyms. How many times if someone just said, oh, and you said, hey, just do a push-up a day. Push-up a day. That's it. And they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, anybody can do that. But guess what? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Isn't that weird? Um, do we have time? I was going to share uh, share a quick little story. Do I have a, I have a time? Yeah, go I'm for not it. sure where we are here. Okay. I just want to make sure <laughs> I was being, I was catching the time here. Um, I remember I was watching Dan Millman. Have you ever, uh, you ever seen him? It was like The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. He's the author of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I'm not sure if you ever came across that movie, The Peaceful War. Anyway, he wrote, he wrote, the, wrote this book. I was watching him speak in this audience of about 5,000 people. And he used this exact example. And it rocked my world, girl. I mean, this was, a year, this was several years ago. And he said, everyone stand up. <clears throat> and, uh, and he had us all, it's like, are you willing to, I'm going to show you a way that you can absolutely double your productivity. And I'm going to use it, use an exercise as an example. And so, long story short, what he did is he had to do a push-up. And he said, all I want you to do is one push-up. That's it. That's all you're going to do today. That's it. One push-up. How many of you believe you can do that? And he's just playing with the audience and all that. And there was like, oh, not a problem. And there were like 80-year-olds in there and there were teenagers and, and you know, even laughing at like, oh, we can do that too. <clears throat> and so he did that. And then he said, all right, uh, great. Now stand back up. And then he said, you want to double your productivity? I want you to do another push-up. And he goes, what if for the next 30 days you you chose to do one jumping jack, one push-up, or whatever? Just choose one thing. Don't be an overachiever. I want you to do that. Uh, I want you to do one push-up tomorrow and the next day, two. Could you do that? And everyone's laughing. Even I was. I was being a smart-ass about it, and I'm just like, okay, that's ridiculous. I mean, he's just, this is a word play. What do you mean double my productivity? All right, you're a trainer, and you know you and your husband are trainers, um, Kathleen. What's going on here? What's going on? I mean, it sounds silly, but what's actually happening? What do I believe is happening? Think? Yeah. Most people won't ever, they won't even do the push-up tomorrow, or let alone the push-up two day, the two push-ups the next day. They'll just quit. They'll Correct. forget. It's not that it's hard, but in, I think in our mind, and as an entrepreneur, this is something I've noticed and also working with people, is that the two, it's weird. We choose complicated. 
I've met more people that say, oh, I wish business was easy. I wish it was easier to get through these failures. I wish it was easier, and I wish this was more simple. But then if it's like, okay, so let's start super, super simple. It's almost too simple for our human mind to consciously smile on the hour every hour today or to do one push-up a day or to walk around your block every single day. It's almost too easy, so guess what? It's easier not to do it. It's screwy, but if we're going to, what is it? Um, I'm trying to put this in a little bit different context. It's so profoundly simple that we become, we, we almost fight with our own mind of like, no, like I'm not going to do that. I need to do something that's really, it's got to be hard or it's got to be challenging. I'm just going to leave it right there because what if? What if the the key to moving through whatever failures are going on is something ridiculously simple? And your mind says it's ridiculously simple, but you cut a deal with your mind, the other part of you. You cut a deal with your mind. It's like, okay, I mean, it's okay. I, I get it. It's really, really easy. I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. I'm going to take that step. Yeah. I'm going to call my first client. I'm going to do that. And before you know, if you do it consistently, just, just something easy, easy, no friction, easy, See where that goes, and you might surprise yourself. What if? I, it, that's beautiful, Thomas. Thank you for sharing that. And that's the key. You, you and I are committed to moving through life with joy and ease, and that is a commitment and a choice. We're going to go on a quick break here. Uh, when we get back, we're actually going to we're going to pull this all together. So you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. And we have guest Thomas Mangum on today. And we're going to go on a quick break. We'll talk to you here in just a few seconds. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now, back to the program. Hello. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. We're on Inspired Choices Network, and we have been talking with Thomas Mangum all about million-dollar business losses. And whether it's a million dollars, a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars, the actual amount is irrelevant. It's really about the turning that loss into the lesson and what we get to learn so that when we move forward, we're not looking backwards. We're not going back to the good old days or anywhere in the back. We're actually creating what we're moving forward. So we've talked all about how we actually get to create 
these wins for ourselves, how we get to create the results. We talked about be, do, have, and we talked about the experience of what this all looks like. So we are on with Thomas. He'll be back here in just a second. And what I want you to think about is what is it like? What would it be like if we could move through exactly what we want to create with joy and ease? What if everyone else looked at the stuff that's around us and they said, I don't understand how you're vertical right now. I don't understand how you're moving through all of these challenges that a lot of us face every single day, and yet you have a smile on your face. And guys, I say this, uh, I wrote a book, Joy and Uncertainty, and it really, it talks about some of these experiences. My husband's had cancer, which is the second time he's had near-death experiences. My, my youngest son's almost died 30 times in his first year of life, and now he's seven and he's healthy, while running businesses and would seemingly be crazy. And yet, and yet we can move through those experiences with joy and ease and grace, but it requires surrender. Thomas, are you back on? Yes, I am. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk real quick. We've got just a couple minutes. Let's talk about surrender in this process. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's a big word. It, well, well, it's surrendering to what is. That's what I'm hearing. And I know, and I know everyone's along different parts of the journey. I bet you that wasn't actually as clear as it sounds right there. Is that surrendering to what is? I think if somebody had said that to me <laughs> when I was sitting on the sofa back in two, like into 2009 and going through 2010, I would have snapped back at you so emotionally. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And so. Uh, I'm empathetic. I mean, I'm compassionate with those that are in different space that may not understand. And when I hear surrender now, it's like, obviously, this is a logical mind. When we're in the, when we're very emotional, I think intelligence plummets. You know what I'm talking about. Like, if, I'm, if we're in anger or sadness and all of that and the emotions are high, I think intelligence plummets. So that's why I always go back to what can I do to calm the mind? What can we do to calm the emotions so that our emotional intelligence and our cognitive intelligence rises and we can see things for what it is. So surrender is like, oh, I'm in this. It's in the, it, it is, that's, I'm, I'm, this is what's going on right now. I've had this loss. It's a million dollar loss. It's a thousand dollar loss. It's a hundred dollar loss. And I love that you also clarified about a hundred thousand and a million because a $100 loss for someone can feel the same as a million-dollar loss for someone else. It's all relative to the individual. But for all of all of us, we have to realize it's like if we surrender to what is, then it's awareness, and then we can move on, and then what if it almost drops the veil of what that very next step is? Okay, so I'm hurting right now. Well, Okay. So I'm going to get up off the sofa. I'm going to make a sales call. I'm going to call up someone that might need my services or could use my product. It leads to those very next steps. So I love your grounding with surrender and letting go because it's a bit of a free fall. But one thing for sure is I know what I have and I know where I am. Where do I get to go? 
I love how generous you are when you say I would have lashed out of him. I'm pretty sure I would have punched somebody if when I was in that space, if they would have said just surrender and trust, I probably would have punched them because I didn't get yeah, it. I mean, who wants to hear that? that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's keep it real. Let, I mean, let's keep it real like that. Is that, I mean, I think it's important to get honest about it is, is that I don't want to get any woo-woo crap. I want some money in my hand. <laughs> Let me or, or help me feel better. <laughs> oh my gosh, we could talk about this all day, and we're we're almost out of time. So, uh, Thomas, oh. how do if people want to get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of you? Connect with Thomas dot com. I made it really easy. <laughs> Connect with Thomas dot com, or just awesome. look up Thomas Mangum online. You'll see all bunch of stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Connect with Thomas.com, or you can just Google Thomas. Yep. He's everywhere. It's Thomas, thank you so much for being on here. You said we could talk for hours about this because it's just it's these lessons. You and I have this philosophy of it's not losses, but they're lessons. We just live that way. Yeah, can I sum it? I, I wanted to sum up something. Listen, I mean, this is a fabulous opportunity right now. I mean, I'm so thrilled about this opportunity in the world right now because while others are stunned, into nothing if you just it's just just take some initiative right now like seize the opportunity and do what others aren't doing it's so powerful and most importantly ask for some help we're in it with you (laughs) yes absolutely so ask for help raise your hand know that you may want to punch or lash out it's totally okay because we've been there and deep breath. So if you guys are enjoying this conversation or you want to reach out or maybe you're one that's got your hand like, oh, maybe I want to put it up, just reach out to Thomas or to me. You can reach out to me, my show information. You can find it on Inspired Choices Network. Or here's a really simple one, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. That's my email, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. And you can always join us on Profit Launch Club. That's where we dig deeper to everything that we're talking about here. It's where we work on how to launch businesses and how to create that success and really create those results that we desire. So everything that we're talking about here applies because how we move through life, how we move through our businesses, those are all choices. And what if, what if it gets to be with joy and ease? What if things that are right in front of you, what are the challenges that we see right in front of us We just get to go right through those with joy and ease. What if that was possible for you? What else would open up? All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today on Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. And thank you, Thomas, for being a part of the show. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReason.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.